Have you ever wondered whether the problems in the world today would exist if we had deeper connection to ourselves, others, and the environment, and acted from that place? Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast with your hosts, Brian Burneman and Kayla Grimble, who believe that connection is the key to taking conscious action as individuals and creating a better world. We are here to raise awareness and inspire meaningful action by sharing stories, knowledge, and conversations with thought leaders and changemakers. From sustainability to well-being and everything related to conscious living, our mission is to empower you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast. This is Brian Burneman, your host, and I have the pleasure for this episode to have my good friend, Yosan Ann, um, and this is an amazing moment because I'm sure that Yosan, you will talk about it a little bit later, but Yosan is part of Mulan, the new Disney movie, and it just came out this week. So I'm super excited about being able to talk to you. So first of all, thank you very much for taking the time to <laughs> speak with me and be here. And just like I do with every single guest that we have, I'm going to ask you, please introduce yourself to our audience. Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your show, Brian. Um, Hi everyone. My name is Yosin. A uh, bit about myself. Um, I'm a Kiwi. I'm a human. Uh, I'm an actor. I'm a filmmaker. And as Brian said, I have a new film that's been released this week on Disney Plus. It's called Mulan, and I play the love interest in the movie. Beautiful. And um, I, I I watched the movie the other day. Uh, so I'd like to say already, like. Talking about the movie, uh, what a, a great, great job that it was mm, because there were some parts that I was expecting. You know, I remember the like, animated movie and there were some parts <laughs> that I'm like, how, is, how different or how like, similar is it going to be? And I thought that it was actually pretty well done. Um, yeah. And I, and I have heard a lot of different things, but like just starting with that, like, Tell me a little bit about your experience with Mulan and uh, what of the, of the like, film. Yeah, and, 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 and the differences and, and for you as well. Like, okay, have you watched the other Mulan? I assume yes, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I still remember watching um, the Disney animated version of Mulan when I was a kid. I was at my grandparents' place. Um, I remember it was just playing on television and I, would, I had it on repeat on a day for the first I watched it quite a few like maybe two or three times that day um yeah it's it's such a classic but I think people have to really be aware that the animated classic um was derived from a very ancient Chinese poem it's the Ballad of Mulan and this version this live action version that we did isn't really such a shot-by-shot remake of the animated classic rather what we did for this one is we went back to the original poem and did a live action adaptation mm. in a more grounded manner um but in saying that you know the things that i personally and a lot of fans personally love about the classic be it um, the comedy elements the action pack elements and the mysticism and just like the whole epic adventure side of things we still have that in this live action adaptation Yes, yes, wonderful. And 
like I, I want to talk a little bit more about Mulan uh, later on. I, I want to get to understand a little bit more about you and, <laughs> and, and, and your journey both like into this movie, but just in general as a human being, because I know you. Um, <laughs> what, like, what can you share about what your upbringing, your childhood, and what led you in the journey that you're now in? Right. Um, I was born, you know, going back, way back now, mm -hmm. you know, I was born in China. So my parents are Chinese. Um, and at the very young age, my family uh, first immigrated to Australia. So I lived in Perth and Sydney for two years or so. And then at the age of eight, I arrived in New Zealand. Um, and I've been raised in Auckland ever since um, I've arrived. And I have three younger sisters. Um, and, you know, two of them, one of them born in Australia, one of them born in Auckland. I picked up, I, you could say, performance side of things, be it uh, the, the musicality um, and drama and a bit of, you know, playing an orchestra and being a musical theater when I was in high school. So I, I really enjoy that aspect of it, but it wasn't something that acting wasn't something that I've always wanted to do. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like a career path that I wanted that I've chosen. In fact, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated high school and I went to university studying things that my friends would study, you know, like went to study a bit of business and economics and, And whatnot, though it was interesting, interesting subject, you know, there were physics, computer science. I didn't have my passion in that. And I was, I think it was in the second year of university, I was just like, I don't see myself working behind a desk nine to five. You know, I, I would be so depressed, mm. <laughs> you know, if that was like, not to say, you know, some people really enjoy that. And I've got friends that love it. Yeah. By all means, go for it. But for me, I don't think I just had that. It was, just wasn't my character. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to just try some, pick up some new hobbies. Maybe I'll be happier. Um, and I got myself into a student film and one thing led to another. I loved it. I was like, you know what, I, this whole acting thing is so interesting. You know, I want to learn more about it, the whole craft. So I ended up learning the Meisner technique from my coach, who's now one of my best friends, Michael Sassente, uh, who was an original student of Sanford Meisner himself from the neighborhood playhouse in New York, but he lives in Auckland and he's taught people like Carl Urban and Lee Starr and a bunch of other Kiwi actors, you know, that has made it into Hollywood from New Zealand. And um, he taught me everything I knew from, from the ground up. Um, and from that point forward, I just got an agent and I started booking And it's interesting. It's the it's through that craft, that initial spark of passion, that craft of acting, that got me into this path of self discovery, self realization. You could say, you know, because people always think acting is very much like, oh, you are this person pretending to be someone else. You're just pretending. It may look like that, but in actual case, it's quite the opposite. You have to be so truthful to who you are in that moment in order to pull a different version of yourself in that moment and being it, you know? So it's almost like a process of completely breaking down 
all my layers of my walls that I built up from my childhood and getting to the original self. Mm. And that's why, you know, that's why I pulled forward my, my characters that I play now. Um, and it's being truthful in an imaginary circumstance, wow. I would say. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful, beautifully said. And I love that. Like, because, I mean, this is part of the work that I have done. And, and I, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about this is that process of layers that we have and, and doing and getting rid of all of that, which is, you know, whatever we want to call it, personality, ego, or different aspects, and just finding that aspect that actually connects with whichever is the character that you need to play. What, like, what has been for you like the method or, or what has been the way for you to connect with yourself with that? Um, it's, it, it, it's interesting. It's almost as if, you know, for, for me to connect into other versions of myself, you know, you could say, if you look at my character Hong Hui on screen, sure, you could say, I'm, I'm nothing like Hong Hui. I'm nothing like that Disney character that I played. But at the same time, he, I am the character and the character is me. Mm. You know, that character has to come from me. It has to be truthful because if I wasn't truthful, the audience would just watch it and be like, oh, look, he's acting. Yeah. Rather than actually feeling something, you know, to, in order to have, you know, to invite the audience in for that emotional journey, I actually have to be it, which means Yosin in a way has to step out the way. It's a process of, of channeling. And I think, I think, um, it comes in various art forms. You know, you could be in the flow of channeling when you're playing sport. It's really just in the flow. Mm. Um, but channeling that specific energy in, in whatever way. And, um, It's quite a therapeutic process because you have to be, you're very present in the process yeah. and you're very spontaneous. Mm -hmm. um, in a way, it's, it's, it's quite a spiritual experience. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And that's like, for me, what you were talking about, it seems like part of a spiritual practice, whether we want to call it spiritual or not, but that being able to actually connect with yourself beyond the stories and the judgment and just being fully present and allowing that energy. I love that you use the word channeling because like that's from my perspective, like of like spiritual channels and allowing that to come forth and is that you or is that not you? And like, <laughs> it's all it's, you. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like I'm I'm talking about that like Would you define yourself as someone spiritual? Do you follow a certain path with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you could say, um, I, you know, from my from my perspective, life itself is is a spiritual journey. So, I mean, that that itself is is just my life. So, I guess you could say, yeah, I, I have a spiritual path, and I think that kind of took on its form when um, when I started this passion, this you know, really ignited into this journey of like finding out who I am, who am I, who am I really? Um, and it's not whoever I think I am, <laughs> you know, and I adopted practices, you know, to help me on a daily basis to keep, to be still, um, such as Qigong meditation in the morning. And I feel like these practices are, important not just for our creativity 
but it can also be very, you know, very helpful for uh, mental health in this day and age because there's so much distractions in the world, you know, and it doesn't have to be in the form of meditating or anything. And, and it could be running. Someone, if you're an active person, it's just being still. Mm. Yeah, and it's wonderful that you said that because I do think that at this moment in time, we have a lot of so-called mental health issues, um, especially in the youth. And, and I, I find two of the things that you just mentioned that are really interesting. One is being able to find which way it is that you connect because it could be Qigong, it could be yoga, it could be meditation, it could be running, it could be swimming, whatever it is that allows you to do that. Um, the other aspect, which I think that was really interesting from what you just mentioned, is the fact that finding that passion, like when you find a passion and, and that ignites that fire within, um, would you say that, did you start doing some of these practices to get to know yourself and connect more before you found that, that passion or was this something that you found later? I think, I think um, the whole self journey, self discovery thing for me personally, it came later. Mm. It, it, it was something that was ignited through passion. It, it was just something that ignited through passion. And I was fortunate enough, Um, that my that my passion, my path of passion at the time, and still is, you know, mm. acting, filmmaking. Um, there's a sense of presence that is needed in the craft. There's a there's a sense of um, having, you know, just when you're in that character, you have to step out of the way. So it's a that in itself, to me, it's it's quite a ther therapeutic practice. Mm. You know, because you're you've been given a safe environment to play, to be whatever you want to be, mm. yeah. and yeah, and and it's truthful. Mm. So yeah, I, I was fortunate in a way that it came through. It came through that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 with that in mind, um, did you have when you found this passion? Um, did you find that? you had the support of your family, of your parents on pursuing this passion as a career or not? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, I, my, my meaning, my family was always supportive in, in me doing, you know, whatever it is that interests me, but no one in my family was like an actor. No one in my family was in the film industry or entertainment industry. So, I was really stumbling in the dark. I was really banking on the unknown. Just as I hate, here I am. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. And initially, my mom was a bit shocked. She was like, <laughs> she was like, you want to be what? <laughs> um, you know, and like, how are you going to earn your money? How are you going to pay your rent? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just will. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, I did. You know, things, things just happened. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just got to, you know, life finds a way yes and because and like i asked that because i think that it's really important and this is one of the biggest um things that i see with a lot of younger people is that pressure of trying to please our parents or whoever it is in our family 
uh, and perhaps also not having the full support of the family to actually go for that, which is that you want to go on. And how does that play with your mental um, health and, and, and how are you able to actually cope with not being fully supported with what you want to follow? You got to be true to yourself, you know, um, your family, your parents, you know, even your friends will always look out for you, you know, and they mean well, you have to know that they mean well, even if their intention towards what you're doing is different to what you want to do. They are giving you advice from their life experience and their perspective, but you have to recognize that your path is not their path and it's different. So if you can see clearly for yourself that this is what you want to do and this is your passion, this is your path, you stick to it, give it a go, yeah. be true to who you are. Because yeah. um, you never know. Mm. You really just never know. Yes, definitely. And, and this is one, I think that is one of the things I, I'm super glad to have parents that did support me to do and follow my own path. But I know yes. many that haven't had that. And and I like and a lot of my friends that I know, a lot of my clients that had that, they resent their parents. And one of the things that I tell them is what you just mentioned. They mean well. They are talking to you from what they know. They 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 come from a place of love. Yeah, and they and they and they're giving you advice that they would give themselves because they think that's what they what brings happiness to their life. But it's their life, and you're living your life. Yeah. I've been, I've been. My my father tried to talk me out of whatever I was doing for the longest time, and my mom did as well. Mm. And um, but now, now you know, after the after the breakthrough, then every everyone's become more supportive. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But but that initial initial step and that initial um, progression towards that is there are challenges, and you just have to stick to your path. Mm. Would you be able to talk a little bit more about that, like your beginning in, in this industry and, and now your breakthrough? Um, what has been for you personally that path up until this moment? Um, I've, been, I've been very fortunate, I have to say, you know, I'm on this journey of mine. And I got to thank, you know, a lot of it to um, these for, for me personally, it's probably a lot of it has to go towards these meditation practices that I do to keep me grounded, keep me sane. And in this industry, there's a lot of rejection. You do a thousand self tapes, you might get one of them. There's a lot of no's, but it's this industry has taught me a lot of resilience. Mm. Kind of like, oh, okay, well, move on to the next. What will be, will be. What won't be, won't be. It's kind of like things will just happen anyway. And it's just really taught me to slow down things will happen in perfect timing and it's life has proven that to me again and again 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 that it happens that way um and you know for example this project mulan i've done i've done work before that sure but this project my first self-tape for this was back in 2016 wow and i did my first tape I didn't hear anything back for a whole year <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't like you got it after a year. It was like, okay, uh, we've seen everyone. Now we want to see the shot list of people. Okay. Yes. And we want to see you again. And 
uh, was you know we, we did a we did a Skype callback with Nikki Caro, the director, Deborah Zane, and whatnot. I did all that, um, and I within a week I was flown to LA, and then I did the whole thing in person, and then I didn't hear back for another nine to ten months after that. Wow, about anything. So you that that's a way it's long waiting journey, but in between that, I think what happened was before my callback. I I think I hit a bit of a personal breakthrough within myself. Um, it was a point where, like, I, I I don't know. It was just a point in my life where something happened, and I just wasn't tempted mm. by much by anything. And it's at that, you know, life's funny that way. When you're not tempted by anything, you just kind of feel like, oh, I don't really want anything. Mm. I'm kind of pretty content anyway. And whatever happens in that moment for me. I was just here and things were happening here and I'm like, whatever happens, happens. And, and I treated, I treated my, my callback that way. And not to say I didn't put in a hundred percent. Of course I did. I recognized how amazing this opportunity was. Mm. And, um, but I'm just, I was just like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And I feel like we have to really go through life that way um, or else we're going to have that. <laughs> you know anxiety play up it's kind of like just just have a bit of faith in life yeah yeah and i love what you just said like in terms of being able to to be present with what is and not getting affected by the external circumstances especially of those that you can't control like i mean as you say you went and you did your audition and they give 100 and then it's out of your hands And being able to actually learn how to be with that waiting period, because whether it's a yes or a no, you already did your part. You already did your audition. So it's learning that. And and, and I think that that is such an amazing tool to have on on your toolkit of being able to stay present and not getting affected um, about that and being able to continue developing that. Yeah. And it's, it's on a, you know, this, these practices that I do have kept me, you know, have allowed me to be that way more or less, um, more on a daily basis as well. You know, like for example, when you walk into an audition room, the, the more calm you are, you know, the more creative you are in that space. And within that tight window of these audition processes, you have maybe 10 minutes to show these people who you are. Mm. And if you're not present, how can you be who you are? How can you show them who you are? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, in, in this industry anyway, I, I recognize that people are more likely to want to work with you when you are less desperate, mm-hmm. you know, and when you have less, have that anxious energy. So it's, you know, but it applies everywhere in life, I feel. Yeah. And, Just switching a little bit, not not that much. I I, I wanted to know what of your uh, Chinese culture have you brought into your way of being, and how much that culture is part of your life, and how much the Kiwi culture is part of your life. I would say it's fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in my uh, in a household where my mom would speak Cantonese to me. And 
and you know i grew up watching you know cinema to me has always been a big influence i've always grown up watching tvs and movies and i grew up watching hong kong cinema hong kong movies and stuff and then as i came to new zealand started adopting more western cinema western movies and also western cultures and stuff but the chinese culture has always really stayed with me be it the language um the customs the traditions I feel it's you know like like any culture and traditions, it's got a very rich history, and I think that is to be honored within me. I think it would be a shame if I just brushed it away just because I'm in New Zealand. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm very glad that my mom didn't stop speaking to me in Chinese because mm. now I have these two beautiful cultures, you know, that are within me and. As an aspiring filmmaker, um, I love to bring forth these two cultures together in my storytelling in the future. Yeah, beautiful. And talking about that, the culture, the cultural part. What was for you the importance of being on a movie like Mulan? That it's a mainstream movie that the entire cast is Chinese or Asian, at least. Yeah, well, you know, representation is important. It is it is very important. I mean, if you look at how much cinema or TV TV shows, you know, affect people's lives and perceptions of things, you have people quoting TV shows and characters all the time. Mm. Look at us watching stuff from when we were younger, and I feel like it, it carries a sort of influence as we are raised. So. I feel for filmmakers to not represent communities accurately, that's quite an irresponsible and dangerous thing to do because it creates this illusion of separation in the world. You know, So I have to really say kudos to Disney for taking the step and really owning the integrity of having an all-Asian cast and telling this ballad of Mulan in a live action in a very um, in a more truthful manner that is more true to the original poem, you know, um, yeah. And, and how was the the experience for you being surrounded by by that atmosphere? Was that something that whilst you were in the process, did was that something that you could notice that that was different, or is that? something that there was yeah there, there was there was an instant connection between all the cast members because we all had the same or similar cultural background you know like we all like the same food we all like the same you know you know we grew up in the same culture so it's kind of like nice to meet you boom let's go eat together mm. <laughs> you know we i like i know i know who you are even though you don't know who i am but like you know culturally we had that bond so that was that was quite special mm. and And what was um, your experience in terms of like all of the projects that you worked in the past versus working in this mega project? What was the difference for you? And like perhaps it was in different aspects, but how was that different working on a Disney movie? Uh, apart from this project having $300 million dollars behind it, <laughs> um, and and also being able to work with some of my you know childhood idols, growing up watching them like Jet Li, Gong Li, Donnie Yen, I grew up watching these people, and just being on set with these people were pretty surreal. But the moment 
the character, you know, started, I started anchoring, anchoring into the character and like diving deep into the character. Um, you know, I approach every character of mine as if they're human beings. I never look at them as like, oh, he's, he's Asian, so he has to be that way. It's not like that. I feel I've been very fortunate enough that I've had the room to add layers, you know, human emotions and human layers to my characters. Mm. You know, the moment I started adding that on, the moment cameras started rolling and I'm on set, it felt like I was just on every other set because mm. I'm just, I'm just there. I'm, I'm being truthful in an imaginary circumstance. Yeah. You know? um, mm. And, and it's just that, it's just that feeling of connection with me and my scene partner, mm. whoever that is. Um, and it's a, it's a very, it's a very fun experience when you get into the flow of that. Cause it's just playing, it's just playing make believe as a kid, but you're all grown up. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that aspect of of playing uh, that that you just mentioned. I, I want to touch before I forget on what you just mentioned before about representation. Um, has your experience been in the past? Um, because I've heard this from a, a lot of people um, that have gone through a lot of auditions that they are typecast. Um, right. Has that been your experience that you go for auditions and it's like, ah, oh, it's the same? Um, thankfully, no. Thankfully, I haven't had that experience of, um, you know, being typecast. A lot of the characters briefs that I've had have always been very multidimensional. And even if they don't give me anything mm. to these characters, let's say they write certain characters, oh, he's Asian, and they're just like, oh, give a one line description that's fine because it's my job to add the human qualities to that character and i will see that character as a human being because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what we look like <laughs> we're all human beings you know yeah. yeah and and what what's your feeling when when you actually see uh or perhaps not yet but you perhaps we'll see this more in the future kids that they will see like oh, like uh, yes or, or quoting you I, or something like that i've had a few of those experiences so far and mm. it's pretty it's pretty surreal because i mean when when i'm out and about i'm just with my friends and i'm just like any other person i'm just out and about having dinner and going out and whatnot um it was an experience where i was at a restaurant last night actually because the film's been out for a few days now and i sat down and there's quite a few eyes looking at me and i'm like well, what's going on something on my face <laughs> but then but then my friends you know reminded me as oh the film i'm like oh right maybe maybe that's it and then it was really nice that a few people came up to me at the end of their dinner and they, they came to thank me and whatnot and how much the film meant to them um so i thought that was that was really really sweet um because when you're when i'm playing this character i'm just focusing on doing my best to bring this character to life it wasn't although i had an idea but it wasn't in the forefront of my mind of what this film or character could mean to so many other people you know be it you know asians on screen the lgbtq community mm. um it's just it's just that sense of they feel like they're included You know, because because media is such a powerful medium. You know, they feel like the communities, our community, like are, are being included. So it's um, I'm very flattered 
that I'm able to to be that you know that character can be that for them. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And and what has been your experience? You have worked in in some other projects in the past. Um, what what has been um, the differences that you've seen um, for yourself on all of the different projects? And, and what have you taken from all of the different projects that you've been on? Um, the differences in the projects I've been on. Yeah, like what have you taken in terms of learning and growing your craft? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you always learn something new in every project. And at the end of the day, you always learn something new about yourself. You know, be it through by observing other people, or or bumping into walls into a particular project. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you always you always take on something new. And I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, for, for every project, it depends on the theme of the film as well, the theme of the character. You, you always take on something new. I can't exactly pinpoint all these specific ones because I've learned so many things mm. from all these different projects. Um, but I feel the, the biggest lesson I learned on Milan is, is to, as much as, as much as these, you know, The, the practices of, of being Zen for me personally, you know, of, of allowing me to be present and all that. It is also very important to take action in this world for, for any sort of um, creativity to take form in certain way, in whatever way action is so important. And just having that laser sharp, like mind focus to be focused on that. And I feel having the, practice of meditation for me personally on a daily basis allow me to stay centered and focused with those with that vision and then just taking the step of putting it into action and that's how things really take form mm. and, and talking about that what what is your action now what where because i mean the filming industry and at least for a lot of it in the world has come to a, a like a stop um what has been that focus for you now i uh yeah this this year has been has been quite an interesting year for all of us mm. um and saying that this year has been amazing for me on a personal level i've the moment i came back to new zealand i was i was tapped on the shoulder by a director friend of mine to be on a tv show and i just finished a tv show And now in, um, in mid-October, I'm going to Australia for another TV series. Uh, but in, in the interim, during lockdown, I actually, because, um, you know, I was just in isolation by myself and quarantine. I spent that time doing a lot of writing, you know, started writing um, TV show ideas and short films. And I wrote this short film that me and my production team are going to be, fi going to be filming in early October. Yeah, so um, just keeping just keeping busy. Yeah, and yeah. From from that standpoint, what what's the difference for you, or is there a preference in terms of the acting part or the writing or directing? Because you have like all of that in your arsenal. Yeah, I mean it's all fun. You have to have fun, and I lean towards whatever excites me. And, The moment, but there, there, in all aspects of them, there will be moments of challenges. 
you know, be it the the challenges, the challenges of embodying a certain character because it's so different to who I am, or um, or just writer blocks, <laughs> you know, mm. and and scratching your head as a director. But I feel these challenges are there to help us grow. It doesn't matter what it is that we do; these challenges are there for a reason, mm. and it's to help us become more of who we are. Yeah. And and we should embrace those challenges. Mm. And where does mm, your creativity or your ideas when when you're creating your projects? Do you have um, like just openness and whatever comes comes, or is it coming from somewhere? Um, a lot of it comes from the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Stand in the shower for a while, like, uh, and then suddenly some ideas come here, and I have to I write it down. Mm. Oh, this is a pretty cool idea, and then. And then once in a while, another one could be like, you know, just as about to go to sleep, an idea comes to me. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta write that down. And then it's just, I somehow just piece them together like a puzzle, mm. you know? Uh, or sometimes in the short film that I'm, that I'm making soon, it came to me in two hours. I wrote the whole thing in two hours. Wow. Yeah, uh, that, was a, that was a strange experience. I was like writing, but I was I, I really out of the way my fingers were just moving and I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's super being in the zone. That was, that was in the zone. That was in the zone of that one. Yeah. And Sometimes that, you're not in the zone. Yes, definitely. And I think it's so important that, that you mentioned that you have practices every single day to allow you to be in that present openness space Because a lot of times that's, I mean, the creativity I know for myself, my creativity comes in when I'm open. If I'm not open, if I'm not present, that doesn't flow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I'm interested in because I know you have lived now in a few different places. You moved uh, last year, you moved to, to the U.S. as well, even yes. though now you're back. What? <laughs> What has been your experience of like, just culturally um, like, of living in different places? Because I, I feel like for myself, a lot of times, um, having lived in different places, that opened my mind to different ways of being. Um, what has been your experience of living in all of these different places? Um... You know, I think at the end of the day, New Zealand is home for me. Mm. I, I think I think there's just something about this place where the moment I come back, uh, everything just slows down for me. And it's a really nice feeling. Auckland, Auckland to me is, is like, oh, it's my kind of pace. Mm. It's kind of a vibe. You know, things can happen. But you know, but it's at a at a pace where it's like, oh, it's a nice pace. Mm. Whereas Amer America, I like doses of LA. From time to time, you know, where like when I was in LA, I was I was booked back to back to back to back to back every single day. I I was I was only there for like three months, but it felt like I lived there for a whole year mm -hmm. because of the amount of activity that was just crammed in into those three months. Yeah, you know, so it was um that was that was an incredible experience, and I feel a lot of those places doesn't matter where you are, it's just having a good community of friends, good people around. You know, people that are real, people that are on your that are your tribe, and I feel that is just the most important things to have in any anywhere you are. Mm. 
Yes, and that's beautiful. I think that that's one of the main things um, for me, at least. Like, I mean, I also find Auckland, New Zealand. Like, for now, it's home. It's been home for a few years, and I do feel that. But as you say, like, it's the that tribe, that community, finding the people that that actually there's this sense of like resonating with them and, and being and just being able to just be me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Um, just so I, I'm aware a little bit of time. Um, it's just one last few things that I wanted to, to touch on. What, um, from an acting perspective from the, this career path is, are there people that, have come to you and have been asking you for advice and if that has happened what, what's your advice in terms of that and that can be like acting or not we talked about this a little bit before like on career path but i would ask why do you want to be an actor mm. um that's my first question we ask them why do you want to be an actor if it's to do with having being famous or being super rich kind of thing i would say uh try maybe try something else because <laughs> very very it's that's not guaranteed you know and that shouldn't be the 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 thing that drives you towards wanting to be an actor i think acting is a process of it's a, it's a passion if you're truly passionate about it um i would say take up classes you know really really own your own your skill and polish up your skill and then when you when you have that um, start connecting with people in the community, get yourself an agent and um, do whatever you can to keep your skill sharp because luck happens when opportunities and preparations meet and opportunities will come. They will always come. You just don't know when it's going to come, but when it comes, you're prepared. Yeah. And then people will say, Oh my God, you're so lucky. <laughs> yes um, and, and you just touched on something that i wanted to ask was about um, the importance of having an agent as an as an actor and how like how is that relationship as well um yeah it's good it's you know you want to make sure you you get along well with your team that the communication between you and your team are good because at the end of the day, you guys are business partners together, like any other business. So you want to make sure you get along with the people you work with, um, and and yeah, it's 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 very. I feel that in this industry, if, especially if you want to do screen acting, that is important to have an agent. Unless you've completely made it and everyone knows who you are, mm. then maybe people just comes to you directly. Um, but the the work of an agent is to represent you you know because they're going to get they're going to have briefs from productions all around the world and they are there to put your face forward in the best light mm. um yeah so it's a it's a it's a working relationship but you can you know make sure it's a good working relationship yeah um do you see yourself doing this as your entire career or is this something that for now as long as you feel like yep this is good yeah, I I don't know, you know, it's it's hard to say. I might I might be like in ten years time, you know, you know what? I'm 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 okay with acting now. I wanna move mm -hmm. on to something else. Or I might completely just you know, live off grid. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I have no idea. 
but for now, I still very much enjoy acting. And I think my passion in directing and writing have sparked a bit more, and I'll probably dive into more of that as well. And, mm. um, and speaking of the short film John I'm writing and directing, I'm also going to be acting in it. Oh, wow. Just, um, you know, it's all fun. Just mm. fun. Beautiful. And I always have a few questions that I ask all of our guests, uh, and I'm going to start and take this for any different aspect of life that you want. What is one resource that you would recommend to others? One resource mm -hmm. to, to anyone, life resource. Yeah, yeah. it could be go a book. Read, go, go read The Power of Now. The Power of Now. <laughs> if, you, if you've read it, reread it. <laughs> mm, yes, beautiful. It's such an amazing book. It is. It is. It's an amazing one. Yeah. And what is your one like go to tip like when someone just mentioned before but also i think that it's important like if someone asks you for a tip like and that can be about acting that can be about your life a go-to tip in life mm -hmm. oh i don't know if i i don't know if i have a tip to give anyone <laughs> but maybe it depends it depends what kind of questions they're asking mm. what's your what is your tip on life have fun Beautiful. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Sometimes this, these questions can be like so big or like and so abstract that like it's difficult to, to get an answer, but that is a good one. What is <laughs> your latest small act of kindness? My latest small what? Sorry? Act of kindness. This latest small act of kindness. Oh, um, what was my latest small act of kindness i picked up rubbish in the park <laughs> yeah keep the, keep our environment clean yeah conscious action conscious action yeah that's the one yeah beautiful and what is the one thing that you wish that everyone in the world knew you deserve to be happy mm. Mm. that's so beautiful so beautiful uh And lastly, where can people find you on social media? What's your yep. handle? My handle, I believe it's the same every, everywhere. It's Yosonosoy. So that's Y-O-S-O-N-O-S-O-Y. There's my name, Yosin, and then Osoy. So it's my name spelled backwards like a mirror. Yes, beautiful. And I will put the links uh, here on the, on, on the comments of the, on the notes of the episode. Thank you so much, Yosem, for taking the time to, to talk to me. And lovely to see you again. We saw each other last week uh, in person. We had, lunch, we had lunch last week and we shall have lunch again soon. Yes, <laughs> definitely. But thank you so much and congratulations on an amazing thank work you. on Mulan. And, and I hope that it keeps on, on getting the, the attention that it deserves because not having the theaters and just being on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's a big difference but yeah uh, amazing work and all the oh, best thank for you, what's man. coming thank you so much Brian thank, thank you. you and thank you for everyone that has been listening if you haven't yet go and watch Mulan that's on Disney Plus uh, and let us know what you think about this episode let us know what you think about the movie and anything that you have learned from what Yosan shared uh, we'd love to know so yeah I have a Q I have a Q&A answer as well on my YouTube channel 
uh, I don't really have a name for my YouTube channel, but search up Mulan Q&A, Yosanan, I think you'll find something. Cool. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And for everyone, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. What did you like the most about this episode? Take a moment to think about what change you can make in your life today. Share your conscious action on social media using hashtag conscious action and tagging at conscious action and said so we can celebrate your impact on the world and create a ripple effect. One easy action we would love for you to take right now is to share, like and subscribe to this podcast. This will help us get these messages out into the world and inspire more people to take conscious action in their own lives, contributing to the better world we hope for.